I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. everyone welcome to the barcelona bloggerness podcast my name is josh i am joined by my healthy humble happy co-host renato how we doing i'm hanging in hanging in just like the rest of us um so today we're going to do something a little bit different because these days everything is a little bit different and we have no football to talk about so um if you head over to the website barcelona we are currently covering uh any transfer rumor that pops up on the wire because there's not really much else to talk about and so we're going to kind of go over some of the uh some of the prominent ones and renato's going to tell you whether um whether they're real whether they're fake kind of um the possibility of it actually happening or whether it's just scuttlebutt for the sake of scuttlebutt so um, to get into things, you know, I, I think we're going to build towards the, like the crescendo of the, uh, of the most prominent one. So we're going to start off a little bit slow. Uh, Felipe Luis, is this one uh bull crap or is this one real? Um, okay. Just so, so before I get into it, um, let me just explain the idea. Yeah. Um, because there are no games to play. And the one thing that I, that I, the one positive thing for me is seeing how much people actually miss the game. Because, like, doing this every day, covering uh, Barca every day, um, and just covering football, um, people just really love transfer rumors, man. They love them so much that sometimes it feels like they love the rumors more than they love the game. Um, But actually, after six weeks without football, it's pretty clear that we all love football more than anything else. I really miss the games and I don't care about the rumors at all. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Rumors are fun, but you actually want to see the players playing um, for the teams they're rumored to join. So that's the good part of it. Like the only good part of having no football is us actually missing it. And uh, I'm glad that's the case. Um, but there's no football to cover. So people are covering transformers because that's the second thing that's the second uh, thing on the priority uh, for people when it comes to, to the sport, which is sad because I wish people were more interested in the history of the game um, and tactical stuff. I am watching so many old games uh, and I'm loving it. But anyway, what I wanted to, to, to do today is kind of give people a guide to how transformers work so, like, even if you're not a Barca fan, if you're watching, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're a Barca fan, but you also root for other teams, like, if you see your team linked with the player, how can you know if that's a, if that's a real rumor or not, if, if there's any chance of that happening or not? So I kind of wanted to help uh, people understand, because I've been doing this a while, and that doesn't mean I know more than anyone, but just I'm, I, I, I'm so fed up with reading transfer rumors that I kind of have an easy filter in my mind. Like I read, I read something, I know which three or four things to look for. 
and I know, okay, this is garbage. This is real. This is right. So this yeah. is what I want to do to do today. No, I think that's helpful because um, I think even like myself, when I started writing, um, I guess five or six years ago, it was like you kind of had to identify which sources were real. And then you kind of go from that to the point where you're like, all right, the consistency of it helps determine it and all that stuff. But I, th- I think like I, th- I think that's a really good idea, like a transfer rumor primer. And uh, I'm excited to sit at the uh, sit at the table of Renato and learn. Yeah, you're not going to learn anything. But anyway, um, here's a couple steps. Um, we're going to get into the names, but here's a couple steps. Like, if you're if you read a rumor, <clears throat> sorry, here's a couple steps you should follow. Number one, um, what's the source? Who's reporting it? Like, if it comes from, here's the thing. If it comes from any English paper, any English paper, and it's not about an English club, just don't trust it. Like any English paper, except from like maybe the Telegraph and the Evening News of the Evening London, Standard, yeah. Manchester Evening Standard in London, Manchester Evening News, those are pretty reliable. I think what you're Besides, talking about is like the tabloid papers. Yeah, like if it comes from a tabloid paper, just forget. Like don't even don't even listen to it. Um it, 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 everyone knows the English tabloid papers. I don't need to mention them by name. If it comes from one of them, just forget it. Just don't care. Like they, they're they're literally doing to sell papers and get clicks. Like that's that's all it is. There's no um, there's no uh, kind of sourced reporting. It's just someone sees a player that might fit with another team and they just say it, or they know that that name and that team is gonna get people's attention so they just say they just put the two the name of the player and the name of the team together and hope that people click so that's it if it comes from a tabloid just forget if it comes from um and here's the second step which country is reporting it because that's important like if barcelona are linked with a player from italy where does the record the report come from does it come from italy if it does then you can maybe listen to it because if if the outlet uh, is from the same country where the player plays, there's a good chance they got it from a source at that club or someone um, in that country with good uh, with good sources there. So that's the, when I, for example, uh, we're going to talk about Lautaro Martinez. The rumor started in Italy, did not start in Spain or Argentina. Because that happens a lot too. Um, Argentine um, Argentine newspapers talk about Argentine Argentinian players moving to uh, teams in Europe all the time. But that's just because they know that people in Argentina want to know about the the players from Argentina. In Brazil, the same thing. Like there are reports in Brazil of players going to Barcelona or Madrid all the time that I don't care about because it it originates here. So how do they know that a play, that a Brazilian player in Russia is going to go to England if, if they're in Brazil? Like, how does the reporter know that? It's really hard for them to know that. But if that report has come from Russia, like if a Russian outlet is reporting that a Brazilian player from Russia might go to England, then I can listen to it because they are closer to the source, if that makes sense. So that's the second step. Uh, first step is just ignore tabloids. Um, second step is which country is reporting. Uh, that's basically it. Um, 
and then you just if if you if you follow those two steps, then you can start to listen to to the rumors, and then then it come then comes your knowledge of your team. Like if a player is linked with your team, do they actually need a player in that position? Are there better players um, who are being linked? with um, that same position and are those other reports coming from more reputable sources if that's the case ignore it too um so then you have to know your team to know if uh, your team is actually looking at that position if they need someone at that position and if they do uh, the names that are being linked with your team um do would you see your team actually having that player? Is he good enough for your team? Because that's what Barcelona would look for. They would look for really good players to join them. And then you got okay, this guy's not good enough. The, so then comes your your knowledge of the game for you to filter that stuff out. So if you just don't want to believe blindly in every rumor, just follow those three steps. Yeah, and um, I, I think one thing to mention that's important as well is like I think the the tabloidy transfer rumors that are more like you know you're playing FIFA and you imagine like you know what would happen if Barcelona signed Robert Lewandowski like I think the mix between like fantasy like hey this would be like let's just talk about it for fun has gotten mixed up with like the real transfer rumors and so like um, it becomes it's more difficult to distinguish between like a real transfer rumor like a Latero Martinez to Barcelona than it is like a hey let's just talk about this for fun transfer rumor yeah that's true too um and i think there there's it became kind of nefarious right there is the fun part of just imagining hey what if my team signed this guy i know it's not going to happen but what if they do then they turn that into we're gonna we're gonna build a we're gonna build our newspaper around that completely unrealistic transfers that we're going to sell as if they're true and people are going to believe them and that's our business model. So if if you see anyone doing that, just ignore the room. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah, I think that's a, a great little primer. Are you ready to get into the players? Yeah. All right. That's it. So um, Jill wrote a great piece on the site, kind of nine, like uh, imagining the uh, the starting 11 for Barcelona next year based off transfer rumors. So uh, we're going to pick a few of the players off of that list and go over them. Um, we're going to save the uh, the big name attackers for last. Uh, we're going to start off with, uh, let's just go with Angolo Conte. I didn't even really know this was a rumor uh, until I saw it on the on the page. So this, this one seems ridiculous to me, but what do you think? Um. That one, I don't believe at all. Um, but that one actually excites me because I think Ingolo Kante is a brilliant uh, midfielder, but I don't think um, he actually fits what we do. He's not the midfielder we need. Um, and if we're going to sign him, we need to put uh, two other players in the three-man midfield um, who are going to carry the load of creative-wise, and we just don't have those players right now. So signing Conte would mean signing someone else, and we just don't have the money to do that. So he doesn't make a lot of sense uh, philosophically, even though I think he's a brilliant player. But him coming means someone else needs to come 
who's completely different from him. And then you're going to spend a lot of money on two midfielders when you can just sign one, like someone like Thiago, for example, or Fabian Reis, um, who can do Kante's job, not as well as him, obviously, because he's the best in the world at the thing he does, um, but who can do a similar job and offer the creativity that our midfielders need to provide. So um, that one, to me, it comes, uh, it's in the fit category. I, I, uh, there are some reputable sources on this. There's some good uh, reporting here, but I just don't think it fits. Just knowing my team and knowing the type of players that we go for in that position, that one I wouldn't really, really listen to just because it doesn't make sense to sign and go Kante for Barcelona unless you're signing someone like Kevin De Bruyne to come with them because it's going to offer a nice balance, but there's no way Barcelona are signing N'Golo Conte and Kevin De Bruyne if they also want Neymar. Yeah, and I, I think when I imagine N'Golo Conte on Barcelona, I think he makes sense in like like an early 2010s Barcelona. Um, but in today's Barcelona, I agree, it doesn't make much sense. Um, you mentioned his name, uh, Fabian Ruiz, real or fake? Real, completely real. Uh, that one is, is after... A, I'm going to stop saying the attacker's names, but after the attacker's names, that's the realest one. Like there's real interest, um, and that's an educated guess of mine. Um, there's real interest from Barcelona and from Fabian Ruiz. Um, and now what's really what's really stopping this deal from happen, happening, um, it's really the coronavirus crisis because Barcelona have to know how much money they have left um, after they go for the big attackers. And if they have enough money left, um, they're going to go for Fabian Reis. Um, and they have, to me, they have to. He's such he's such a crucial part of anything we do next season because I think he he's the type of midfielder we need. He brings a physicality that we're lacking now that Rakitic is in decline. So we missed well, what Rakitic brought in terms of physicality and nonstop running and uh, – um, Fabian Ruiz has that, but the most important thing is how creative he is, his positioning, his passing ability, his long shots, which is some, something we've never had, really. Someone who's consistently able to score goals from distance, that's, someone, that's something it's really good to have on your team, especially when you play the style that Barcelona do, because sometimes it's really hard to break down defenses the way that we usually play. So it's good to have someone who can kick it from distance and score a goal from 30 yards or something. So that's a real rumor, something you should believe in, something you should root for. Um, but it's we got to see if, we, if we're able to, to afford it. Yep. Um, Felipe Luis. Um, you're talking about the defender from Lazio, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think his name is Luis Felipe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay, then there maybe. might be some there might be some confusion with the the left back, uh, the Brazilian left back who has a similar name, but his name I think is actually Luis Felipe. Okay, right? yeah, you're right. I was yeah in the in the headline it says Felipe Luis, and I was thinking of uh, of Brazilian Felipe Luis, but you're right, it is Luis Felipe. Yeah, exactly. He's also Brazilian. That's why it's easy to confuse. Um, he's a defender from his Brazilian. So, but he's I think yeah, it's it's actually Luis Felipe. His name. Uh, that's a rumor that started in Italy. Um, 
and got um, even though I mentioned I might contradict himself myself uh, but there was uh, support on this room from Brazilian sources but really good Brazilian reporters here so uh, it's a rumor that started in Italy with a Brazilian player that was kind of confirmed by Brazilian reporters. I just don't think he's cool, uh, he's Barcelona quality, um, especially because there's another central defender that we're reporting and looking at who's much better than him, who's going to cost around the same, especially with the with, after the crisis, the, the, the prices of players are going to drop. So what Lazio want from Luis Felipe is what uh, Opamecano would cost, basically. So I think that's something we can believe in. And I think he's kind of a plan B, plan C um, situation if Opamecano doesn't work. Um, and uh, and we, for some reason, we just don't go with the Zebo next season or when he's back from loan. Uh, we just don't think he's good enough. Maybe we sign Luis Felipe um, as a plan B. Um, but I do think he's not the main priority when it comes to a central defender. But it's a good rumor. It is a good rumor. Um, do you want to talk about any of the defenders or midfielders before we move on to the uh, to the attackers? Um, I think we should talk left back because I okay. think that's... Um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the famed left back competition we always want. Yeah, because Junior Firpo just didn't provide it. it. It's unfortunate. I thought he was a good player, but he had he just hasn't been good. Like some sometimes there are there are some games where you he just lacks uh, the technical ability to play for Barcelona times. I, I know that sounds harsh, but sometimes like he misplaces easy passes. Sometimes he can't control the ball. He's not really that um, smart tactically. He's a really really uh, limited defender. So I don't think he's been as anywhere near as good as it could have been. And I think we need to look at someone else. Um, and there's a rumor that started the last uh, couple of days of Alex Teles, uh, Brazilian from Porto. Rumor started in Portugal, so you can kind of trust it. And he's someone we need because he's one of the best left backs um, outside of the main leagues. Um, um, and he's a really, really good player. Um as complete a left back as you can get. He can defend and attack with the same quality. He's not as fast as Jordi Alba, but he's certainly uh, technically more gifted than Jordi Alba. Um, you can play Alex Telles in midfield if you want to. You can't play Jordi Alba in midfield under any circumstance. So I think, um, I don't think Barca would go for Alex Telles just because it's so expensive. Um, and there are other needs and there are other uh, dreams that are more important than signing a really good player in the position you need. Unfortunately, that's the way Barcelona do business. Um, so I don't think Barcelona will go for him. But it's a it's a nice rumor to have because if everything else fails, Barcelona will go for Alex Tellers just because he's a really good player and he, he's a player that fits our system. So... Before we get on to the kind of the bigger names, I did want to ask, do you which one do you put more stock in? Um, Timo Warner or Pierre Emerick Aubameyang? Because these are rumors that have kind of come secondary, but they have maintained consistency, I would say, over the last like six months really. Um, are either one of them real? I think both are real, and I think the one that's um, more realistic is Aubameyang. 
for a couple reasons. Number one, he's more experienced. And Barcelona, they want to maximize Lionel Messi's best years as much as they can. So what they're doing is they're not going youth. They tried to go youth in 2016 with the famous class of 22, uh, which uh, was just five 22-year-old players who were supposed to be the future of Barcelona, and literally none of them are in the club anymore, except for Titi. Uh, so Dennis Suarez was, Dennis Suarez is gone, Andre Gomez is gone, Lucas Dini is gone, Paco Alcácer is gone. All of them were 22-year-old uh, guys when we signed them. Uh, we thought they were going to be the future of Barcelona. All of them are. It's crazy. So since that experience, Barca have gone for, uh, um, for lack of a better word, experienced players. And Aubameyang is 30, I think, 30 or 31. And he fits a lot of what we need, which is a left-sided attacker. Someone who can play on the wing and up front to replace with Suarez. Who's going to do that job better than Antoine Griezmann, who just hasn't been very good this season. And uh, Aubameyang makes more sense than, than Werner just because of the age. Even though I think Timo Werner is a better investment. For the for obvious reasons, because he's younger and with a higher uh, ceiling than Aubameyang, I think. But Aubameyang is at the, is at the prime of his career. He's a great goal scorer, a great player, a hard worker. Um, and I think just because of his age and the fact that he really wants to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid, um, Arsenal are trying to keep him, but they know that he just wants to to take the biggest step of his career get the 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 last great paycheck of his career. So I think I think Obama if we if we fail on the two main names obviously, that's the guy we would go for before Team Over. Okay. Um who do you want to talk about first? The uh, the big two names. Um I think they're both pretty real but uh, we haven't really talked about them at any point recently. Uh who do you want to talk about? Neymar or Lotaro? Yeah, we can start with with Neymar. Okay. Um, but but just to make it clear, like that's a transfer rumor you don't you don't need to doubt. Yeah. Like right, like you don't need to wait. Do we really want Neymar and Lautaro? Yeah, we want Neymar and Lautaro. Pretty clear. We are negotiating for both players at this very moment. Because if you don't think that teams are on Zoom calls right now negotiating players for for next season for whatever football comes back. Um, you don't think the, you don't think the, the sporting directors or teams are just playing FIFA and, and watching Tiger King? No, they're doing business right now. Uh, Tiger King, by the way. Before we talk about the players, did you watch that thing? Uh, I watched part of it. Uh, my wife watched all of it. So I live in the southeastern United States. So like the fact that these people exist isn't really surprising to me. <laughs> um, so that's why I kind of stopped watching because I was like, yeah, I feel like I've seen that guy at a gas station before. Yeah, it's too real. It's too close to home. Yeah. Did you like it though? No, I didn't watch it. You I'm didn't watching watch it. a lot okay. of old games for 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 work because I'm planning on doing a, a, a nice series. Uh, so I'm watching a lot of old Barca games. Um, so I don't really want to kind of stop work to waste my time with something I'm not going to like. And uh, I don't think that's my cup of tea. Uh, I don't like that stuff that's so outrageous. I saw the trailer. I was like, eh, that might not be for me. <laughs> but I, I can't stop hearing about it because every podcast I listen to talks about it. Um, are you so, going to watch Are you gonna watch The Last Dance? 
I I can't really because I'm in Brazil. Well, so I think it's on Netflix. I think what they're doing for international people is they're putting it on Netflix like five hours after it debuts. Okay, I'm gonna check it later. Yeah, that's good to know. It's not on my Netflix, but like I looked it up, and I think for international viewers, it's uh, it's gonna be there. Yeah, because I'm not. Uh, I I won't even think about pirating it because it's literally the only thing on TV. So like the government's is probably tracking anyone who's <laughs> pirating it, so they get arrested the second they do it because that's the only thing giving ESPN ratings. And so I, I think ESPN just hired a bunch of IT people <laughs> that are going to just arrest as soon as you click download on the thing. So I'm not going to even think about it. Not that I do that. Of yeah, course. I was going to say, just it. hypothetically. But uh, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, if I were to fire yeah. the last dance, I probably it will be my last dance as a free <laughs> as a free human being. So I'm not downloading that. Yeah. Uh, uh, do things legally, people. It's on Netflix. There you go. Yeah, hopefully it's on Netflix. If not, I'm just going to wait until it comes on DVD. Because <laughs> um, obviously it's going to be on DVD in 2021, right? That's the way uh, the world works. Uh, anyway, um, uh, is it good? Did you watch it? Uh, I did not. I'm waiting for the, I'm going to watch it like the day after so I don't have to deal with the commercial breaks. Oh, I love that. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I do. Like, I only watch Barca games live because I have to. But even sporting events, I don't like watching them live because I hate the commercials too much, so much. Yeah, I mean, like, football not is really the, the best out of all of them, right? Because yeah, you only have really the halftime, football. Really. football, I do watch live. I'm not, not, I'm not saying that right. But American sports, I don't watch anything live. I didn't watch the Super Bowl live. The Super Bowl. I, I watch the next day because I don't have any friends who like football, really. Uh, NFL football, so they weren't going to spoil it for me. Yeah. So I just didn't check social media until the next morning, and I watched the next morning. There, there you was go. no commercials. And then it was much better. The game was over in like two hours, um, and I didn't have to watch the halftime show. Yeah. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? I think we were talking about Watch. business being done over Zoom for Neymar. Okay, yeah, that's probably what's happening. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Anyway, uh, like I was saying, the Neymar rumors and the Lotaro rumors, you don't need to doubt. Like, they're real. And I think Barca will go for both. They will try as hard as they can. If they have to sell, like, five players to get the funds to make that happen, they will. Um, and I think they are the two players that we need to kind of form, kind of form the attack around Lionel Messi. Um that is gonna that is gonna help us win the Champions League one last time before Messi leaves. Um, hopefully he he's gonna leave because he, he's retiring. So it's really about like I said before maximizing um, the final years of Lionel Messi, which is a real thing that we're living at the end of the Lionel Messi era, and we have to maximize it as much as we can. And those two players just make a lot of sense. Um, just because they represent and they are the type of players that Lionel Messi had alongside him the last time Barcelona won the Champions League. One of them being the same guy, by the way, Neymar, and the other, Lautaro, being very, very, very similar to Luis Suarez, like really similar. They they basically the same player. Um, Lautaro Martinez is basically a FIFA regen of Luis Suarez. Like if you if you play FIFA career mode, um, and after 
a few years, one of the big guys retires, the game will regenerate them with the same stats, just and just with a different name. That's basically what Lautaro Martinez is. Is Luis Suarez with a different name uh, from a different country? And he's just um, basically the same height and weight. He's a little shorter than Suarez, I think, but just the same work rate, the same style of play, the same finishing ability, the same link-up ability. And uh, obviously, he's younger. He's going to work harder. He's going to give more to the team. And um, even though I don't really love Neymar, um, I want him back because I think um, his understanding and his chemistry with Messi uh, is crucial because Messi needs to be comfortable with the players he's playing with. And I don't know how long anyone needs to understand. It's just not going to work with Griezmann because Messi and Griezmann just don't have any sort of chemistry. And uh, I think if you really want to maximize Messi's best years, just bring Neymar back. If that's the risk, if you if you risk um, reliving all the, the things you went through three years ago, fine. Just bring the guy back. I assure you, Messi's going to play much better. If, if that's possible, it is. If he's when Neymar is going to play better. And if there's someone like Lautaro to help the... the uh, to help Messi and Neymar, we're going to have the best front three in the world again. And uh, it's going to be hard not to win everything with those three guys. I promise you that. So uh, I guess my question, though, is if you manage to get Lotero, like what happens to Suarez? Are you basically like, are you rotating them? Yeah, so <clears throat> Suarez goes to the bench. He's open to the idea. He's talked about it. Um <clears throat> He talked last year, I think around November, December, that it would make sense if next season Barcelona brought someone to to basically take his place. And because uh, he, he knows he's getting older. I think he's already 33. Um, and he knows he can't play every week uh, anymore, every three days, especially because of Barcelona's schedule. So he understands that. And... Uh, I think he, he's welcoming to the idea of someone, um, certainly because he knows how much Messi likes Lotaro. He know he can see it from the national team that Messi has a good chemistry with Lotaro and every everything you hear about Lotaro is his he's an incredible teammate. Everyone loves him at Inter Milan. Um, everyone loves him at the national team. So I think he would be a welcome addition to the locker room as well. And uh, I don't think Suarez would be really um um uncomfortable just uh, giving his place to Lautaro and helping and rotating with him in uh, less important matches. I think he would actually welcome that because he's had a lot of physical problems the last uh, two years, dealt with a lot of injuries. So maybe a, a, a limited workload is actually going to help bring his, bring out his best again at the late, at the late stage of his career. If you had to pick one, who would you pick? Neymar. Really? Yeah. And that's just because of the short-term success? Yeah, again, it's about maximizing the Messi's last years. That's all that Barcelona had to do now. Like, you either reset the team completely, like I'm doing on FIFA, where you you sell everyone, including Messi, and you just start over with the kids. Uh, But that's unrealistic. Barcelona can't do that now because Messi is still the best player in the world. If Messi is in decline, then you can start to think about that, but he's still the best player in the world. He's not as good as he was uh, in 2015 when Barcelona won the Champions League, 
but he's still the best player in the world. And you have to just, while he's the best player in the world, you have to surround him with the best available players so he can be as good as he can be. You can't expect 32, 33-year-old Messi next season to display with a bunch of kids and mentor them. That's not what he's there for. He wants to win as much as he can at the later stage of his career. And you have to put the players around him who are experienced enough and especially who have great chemistry with them. Both Altar and Neymar have great chemistry um, with Messi, but Neymar has won the Champions League with him. And Messi, the last five years, has not won the Champions League without Neymar. So he knows that if he gets Neymar back, the chances are, are bigger, are higher for him for him to win the Champions League. So I'm just thinking about Messi here. And I know that's probably not the healthiest way to do things, but I assure you, when Messi leaves, we're not going to be as successful as, we, as we've been the last 15 years with him. So just, just build a team around Messi. It's better than trying to... Uh, make him just the old guy mentoring the kids next season. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I that that does make sense to when you kind of think about it that way. I guess if you're just thinking long term, the immediate thought is Latura. But if you're trying to maximize like the next five years, or I guess three years, really, um, Neymar makes the most sense. So uh, before, yeah, we... like uh, like um, if 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 I was in charge. Um, if I was in charge and I had the freedom to completely reset things, I would. Just to make that clear. As I you think, have done on your FIFA career. Exactly. No, obviously, it's not as easy to do it in real life. Uh, but I think it's just kind of symbolic. Like you start a new decade. You just start with a new team. Like last decade, Barcelona dominated it. But a lot of those players are still there and they're older. So it you can't start the new decade with those guys. Like, I would just start it from scratch. Like, the club is in a lot of financial trouble, and you can still get a lot of money from those players. So just sell them. Just the kids. Like, even if that means one or two years without a win, without a title, even a La Liga title, fine. Just get the club in order, pay the bills, um, and just trust the kids and start it over. But that's not going to happen because Lionel Messi is still the best player in the world and you have to help him win as much as he can before he retires. So I understand why Barcelona are thinking that way, why why they're looking to sign Neymar. But if I wasn't, but if, if Lionel Messi wasn't there, you'd have to think, or if not if Lionel Messi wasn't there, if it wasn't as good as it still is, you could start thinking a little differently in terms of a rebuild and a reset and completely reshaping the team for the next decade, but you can't do that now in 2020. You still have to build around Messi with the best possible players as much as it costs. Yeah. Even though we don't have the money and we're going we're, <laughs> we're gonna to have even less money um, when this whole thing is over and ever in the universal economy, like even Mars is suffering probably. Like if there's, a, if there's people living there, they're... they're they're losing their jobs too. It's crazy, uh, but um, um, the whatever money Barca have left after this, they're gonna spend as much as they all of it to build the best possible team around Messi. I don't know why I talked about Mars, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I guess we should do our recommendations. Um... 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Do you have one or do you need a second to think? I need a second to think because I, I've been just I've been just watching old stuff, old, old games. That's all I've been watching. But I think about something. Well, then think about a game to recommend. Um, my recommendation is it's a book, The Institute by Stephen King. Um, it's his latest work. Uh, the, I, I'm not a huge like Stephen King guy. I've only read a couple of his books. Um, and this one just came up. I had finished the Harry Potter series and needed something to read. Uh, I'm 95% of the way through the book, according to my Kindle. Um, and I can say even that if it ends with a splutter, like it's been a very, very fun read. It's been an addicting read, an entertaining read, um, a not scary read. I guess I just, I from a stereotypical th- perspective i thought king only wrote horror um, but this has been a very fun action and adventure kind of from a kid's perspective book um, that i would certainly recommend to get from your local library or a local bookstore if they're still open or amazon if they're not uh, i think it's i think it's so cute that you people go to libraries in 2020 it's so cute that you think that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and I, I think it's so cute that you, you think people are reading books during the the, the, the quarantine. People I guess, are just I guess eating just me. and watching TV, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. Why are you recommending books? Like, seriously. Like I don't know. I, I guess I'm hoping for the best of people. No, but there's no Harvard students listening to this. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, if there is, if there is, hello, shout out to you. Um, keep reading your books. Uh, we're going to, the rest of the world's watching Tiger King. I'm sorry. Uh, that's how degenerate we are as a society. Um, I do have a recommend one of the very few things that I've watched during this quarantine, other than old football games, which is a lot of fun. Like, um, I honestly do not remember a lot of the Pep Guardiola era because it was 10 years ago. And, um, so I, it was. It's so much fun to re, to to remember that stuff. Um, there's a lot of full full Barca games from 2010, 11, 12 on YouTube. You can find that easily. So if you, if you just type Barcelona 2010, 2011 full match, you're just gonna find a ton of great games. Not, and, and like, not even just the big ones. You don't need to watch just El Clasico because there's the famous. El Clasico when we won 5 million in 2010. But the beauty about that team is what they did to the other teams. Like Barca just destroyed everybody every game. Uh, uh, there's a there's a game between Barcelona and Real Sociedad uh, in 2010. It's on YouTube. You should watch it, uh, Josh, by the way. Um, I, know, I don't know if you remember that era, but it, you should just watch Barcelona. Um, 
that's my but that's one or two recommendations by the way just type into youtube um barcelona we also said that 2010 you're gonna find the full match just watch it like just watch it you're gonna understand just how great that team is if you if you don't know if you don't remember the Pep Guardiola era uh if you just heard about it don't watch a big game is it the five now yeah okay. just watch a regular game just watch that one seriously you're gonna understand why Barcelona fans who remember that era including myself are so fond of that team because what you're gonna see is what they did to every team every week not just the big games and that's that's the thing about great teams the greatest teams in history are those who destroyed everybody every week not just the one that showed up for the big games um, right so that's just watch that it's you're not you're not gonna waste a, a, an hour and 40 minutes of your life it's you're gonna actually be glad you 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 spent that time watching uh this game but my real recommendation is a movie called miracle and cell number seven um is on netflix the turkish version uh, that i think the first version is korean if i'm not mistaken there's a filipino version but I watched the Tur- the Turkish version uh, last week on Netflix. It was the number one uh, thing, uh, Netflix thing in Brazil for the entirety of last week. Um, it's probably the most popular thing in Brazil right now. Um, and it's an incredible movie, just incredible movie. I really, really recommend people to watch that. Have you watched that? Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard of it. So I'm, I'm currently adding that just to the old IMDb. Just do it. Just do it. Miracle in cell number seven, the Turkish version. Um, um, it's brilliant. It's just a brilliant movie. Um, pulls out of your heartstrings. Like very few things I've ever watched. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever, without a doubt. I've watched it three times already. Because um, that's what I do. It's just rewatch stuff that I love. And uh, it's just a great watch. All right. Miracle in cell number seven. There you go. Um, so that's so that's a great uh, four three and a half hours of your life with my recommendations. Barcelona Real Sociedad from 2010, and Miracle and Cell number seven. I promise you, you will not waste you will not waste any of, the, of your time with that. Uh, I wh- guarantee. Which one should they watch first? Just a Barcelona Real Sociedad game because this is still a Barcelona podcast. Right, right, right. Okay, that's fair. Um, also, I think that movie is a great movie for you to watch with your family. Um, so I don't know if your wife's going to be into, hey, let's watch a game from 2010, honey. No. Um, so I think you probably should do that first by yourself. And But I assure you, you're gonna, she's going to love watching that movie with you. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, then you, tell, you, can, you can tell me in our next podcast how that how went. All right. That works. I got nothing else. Do you have anything else? No, this was fun. I'm so glad to be back, by the way. Uh, uh, last three weeks of my life went very pleasant. Um, I had a little run-in with the thing that's kind of sweeping the, the world. Um, it wasn't fun, um, but I'm, I'm healthy. I was well taken care of by my wonderful mama, who's a nurse. And uh, it, just stay home, people. Like, it, I, I got it. It's not fun. So just stay home and don't get this thing because it's just, it's a really bad experience for you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I didn't even need to go to the hospital, but I I felt terrible for two weeks straight and I didn't have to go to the hospital. So just imagine if you had to. So just don't get 
Yeah. Because just don't want to go through. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and thanks to your mom for, you know, still, she, you said she was a nurse. Yeah, she's a retired nurse, so she doesn't work in hospitals. Uh, she just takes care of people at home. Um, so she took care of me the last couple of weeks. That's awesome. It's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, stay home, everybody. Listen to, um, listen to the people in charge. Uh, and um, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Yep. It's good to have you back. Uh, the doing the podcast solo is not fun when there's no football to talk about. I think I, I, I was down a rabbit hole. I think I was talking about food one week. It, it was not good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, the the last podcast you talked about it. Oh my flash. gosh, so like, that was go the back. bottom of the barrel. That was the bottom of the barrel. I need to that. go back. Like yeah. I, I was like, I need to go back. Like even if I can't breathe during the podcast, <laughs> I have to go back because the dude's talking about it advice, and I was like, dude, no, that's I why gotta I, save, I, I gotta save this man. I didn't even do one last week because I was like, I literally, I've talked about like computers at this point. There's nothing else to to, <laughs> to speak about until Renato gets back. So we're happy to have you back. We're happy you're feeling better. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And we will talk to you all later. Thanks. Thanks.